Good evening, everyone. I want to share a few housekeeping items for tonight's Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. All board members, please keep your video on. All others can keep your video off unless you are participating during the meeting. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. And I just wanted to mention there is another meeting tonight um, that starts at uh, 7.30 in this uh, city commission room. So we will need to wrap up by 7.15 to give them an opportunity to, to get that meeting set up. Now I'll turn it over back to Kira. All right, um, I'm calling, let me make my screen bigger. There's a couple board members joining right now. That are joining right now. All right, so I'm gonna call roll. Um, Maddie? Present. Ben? Here. Kay? Here. Danley? I'm here. Steven? Here. Nancy? Here. Who am I missing? Deb is, anybody... is Deb here? Yeah, she just spoke up. She just came in. Yeah, right, I'm De here. All right, Deb's here. All right, so uh, we need to consider approval of the meetings meeting minutes of June 8th. Hey. Kara, this is Stan Rasmussen. Before we go to the meeting minutes, could I say something about why I was not here last month? Yeah, how was Montana? Montana was nice. So um, I wanted everybody to know that on June 8th, when we had that meeting, I was having surgery and could not attend the meeting. Um, my tonsil, my right tonsil was cancerous and had spread to my lymph nodes. So what was supposed to have been a kind of short surgery ended up being pretty long surgery. I had several positive lymph nodes removed, my tonsils removed, and I was in no condition. In fact, I was still in the hospital when the meeting went on on June 8th. And the doctors, uh, the, 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 the good news, the positive news is the doctors and oncologists all tell me that they think that uh, uh, I should have 100% recovery, cure, cancer-free. But to get there, I'm going to have to go through a lot of radiation and chemotherapy, and that's going to start in the next week or two for me, which means that I, I think I'll be able to make the August meeting, but I, there's a good chance I'll not be able to make the September meeting, um, if, especially if I'm on painkillers at that time, which I might be, would not be appropriate. So I wanted to let everybody know kind of my status and why I was not at the June 8 meeting. And really for the uh, special meeting that you all had, they had advised me to go on vacation quickly while my neck and throat was healing because uh, I had to heal up for about a month before they could start any radiation treatment. And they said, I'm going to be not able to travel anywhere for about three months. 
So they advised me to go somewhere and I went to Montana. The other thing I wanted to say was, um, Kira, when I was listening to the June 8th meeting, um, you, you made some disparaging comments about me and Brad Finkeldy, our former mayor. And I just want to say, I, I don't appreciate that. You don't know me. You've never talked to me. In the seven months that you have been the chair of this board, and I've been your vice chair, you've never reached out to me to either text me, call me, or email me, or coordinate in any way with your vice chair. And when I tried to set up a meeting for you and Kathy and me, you didn't show up to that meeting, even though you said you were going to be there, and you didn't have the courtesy to let us know that you weren't going to be there. And I just want to say it's inappropriate for you to make disparaging comments about the board members. It's unprofessional, and I didn't appreciate it. So that's all I have to say about that. All right. So um, first, I'm really, really sorry about your diagnosis. Um, I have a lot of health problems, and uh, it's, it's not easy being sick in this country. So I'm really sorry about that. Um, I'm glad you've got insurance. I'm glad you've got good health care. I'm glad you've got good doctors. Um, I have kind of crappy health care and crappy doctors and crappy insurance. And I don't have the kind of health situation where there are uh, obvious and direct fixes. And uh, I was out of, not just out of town, out of state for quite a few months because uh, COVID and lupus are kind of a disastrous combination. And I'm now having heart problems. Um, if I missed a meeting, I'm sorry, it was not deliberate. Uh, I assumed by your hostility from the very first meeting that you didn't have any interest in working with me. I think we all understand why you and Stephen were placed on the board. And uh, I, I would like to work with you in good faith. I would like to work with all of you in good faith. And, and, and there you go again, I'm, I'm, saying I'm why Stephen and I were placed on the board. And you forget, I, I was the one who nominated you to be president. What was the hostility from day one? I was the one who nominated you to be president. I stood up for you. You don't know because you've never talked to me. I'm your vice chair. You've never once reached out to your vice chair. Do you remember our first meeting with Kathy on the phone? I'm going to jump in. This is, yeah. um, I was just referenced as well. Kira, I'm going to ask that you keep this professional. You keep your opinions about why people are nominated to yourself. The uh, city commission who was elected by the citizens of Lawrence asked us to serve on the sustainability board. Here we are. Now let's keep it professional. Uh, I would like to, and I, I have suggest been... this is Deb Ford. I'd suggest we move on in the agenda. Can I, I make a suggestion on no, the, I, on the order of the agenda? Can I? Can you mute them, please, while I speak? Here's one of the problems: we have uh, older people and more well-off people who have been hostile and patronizing to me from the beginning. When I have tried to stand my ground and point that out, it has only led to more hostility. The reason I am the chair is because I have done more work on the board, more public outreach than anyone. 
I don't necessarily like being the chair. I don't like public speaking. I'm not good at it. You all know that. But when you guys spend more time working together to vote against anything that I suggest than you do working with me, that's not coming from a place in good faith. I am sorry if I've been unprofessional. I am working on it. I am trying to get better on this. I mostly work cleaning jobs and sell beer at concerts. So I am not very professional, but I am trying to smooth out my rough edges. If we are all going to be really, really honest, we need to acknowledge that we have a problem with gossip. We have a problem with people working together to block even the most innocuous of policies that I suggest. If you want to support me and work with me, I will work with you in good faith. I don't know if everybody on the board can say the same thing. It feels like some of the board works harder against me than for the things that we should be working for. It seems like you guys care more about how things appear than how they actually are. How they actually are is that I am not very polished, but I am working on it. I am not educated, but I am not dumb. I can write okay, I can think okay, but I myself have not gotten respect from certain members from the beginning. And I feel like there's this tokenism where we talk about environmental justice, we talk about having diversity and different people having a seat at the table, but like everything else, it's just an empty mission statement. We are older and wider and less diverse than we ever have been. And we spent like a year, a few years ago, talking about like drafting a document about equitable justice and an equitable transition and having more diversity. I am sorry, I am not what some of you wanted, but sometimes diversity looks like a white trash dropout. My work and my writing and my thinking speaks for itself. I am not here to further a career. I am not here to make connections. I am here because there are people that I love who are vulnerable and disenfranchised and who are not being taken care of by the city or county climate planning. They would like to be in the meetings, but some of them have come and they have seen how toxic it is and they say they don't ever wanna come back. So I suggest we start acting professional and that means treating the chair like a chair, even if she's white trash. Do we have any problems with that? No, raise your hand if anybody has any problems with that. Can we move on or does anybody else need to vent their spleen? Great. Let's approve the meetings of June 8th. Who would like to nominate that? I make a motion to approve the minutes of June 8th. Do we have a second? Ben Sykes, SAB board member, I second. Thanks, guys. Now we need to approve the meeting minutes of June 30th. We want to call for a vote. Oh, we need to call for a vote. All right, let's call for a vote, okay? Yes. Maddie? Yes. Ben? Yes. Steven? 
Yes. Nancy? Yes. Stanley? Yes. Is Deb on a different screen? Deb's on here. Deb's on. Deb? Yes. All right, the motion passes. Next on the agenda is considering approval of the meeting minutes of the special meeting June 30th. Make a motion to approve the minutes. Okay. This is Kay Johnson. I have, um, there's been a problem with getting the links on this particular, the attachments for the special meeting um, attachments that's on the, that meeting uh, link and the city of Lawrence is working on getting that fixed. So that's the only thing that I saw that needed to be fixed. Do we have to write that down anywhere to amend the Kathy's aware of it? Yeah, so uh, basically uh, they're approving the minutes with the um, correction of making sure that the hyperlinks are working on the attachment to the minutes. Okay, does somebody wanna do a motion? Nancy made the motion, I'll second it. All right, let's vote on it, Deb. Sorry, yes. Ben? Yes. Maddie? Yes. Okay, no, did you already vote Kate? No, you didn't, okay? Yes. Stanley? Yes. Nancy? Yes. Stephen? Yes. All right, the motion passes. So now we're gonna have the staff report from Kathy. Okay, Kira? Yeah. Before we have the staff report, we need to approve the agenda or modify it. We haven't been doing that. And I had asked at the beginning if we could add that to the agenda of, of each month. So that's standard Robbish rules. And I agree with that. This is Kate Johnson, SAB board member. So I don't know how to deal with that. What do we do? You can um, call for a vote on um, the agenda as is, or if there's any edits or corrections. Okay, does anybody have any edits or corrections before we vote on the agenda as is? I, I do. I would like to see that the staff report and subcommittee reports occur early in the meeting and then old business and followed by new business at the end. Okay, can we have a second? I agree, I second. This is Kay Johnson, SAP board member. Okay, let's have a vote. Deb? Yes. Kay? Yes. Maddie? Yes. Ben? Uh, yes. Stephen? Yes. Nancy? Yes. Stanley? Yes. Okay, the motion passes. Does that affect how we're gonna do it now or does it affect it from now on? It's for this meeting. It's the order for, for this meeting. So we'll, we'll start off with the staff report, which is the next item on the agenda. Um, it was moved up after the discussion in the uh, June 8th meeting. So um, again, this is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director, and I appreciate the time to give you an update on uh, a few items. Um, I'd like to uh, go ahead and share screen first on the strategic plan. So just bear with me one second. 
Okay, so I just uh, pulled up, this is the city's website, um, the page that has the information on the strategic plan. And I do know that the Sustainability Advisory Board had received a presentation from our city manager um, at the December meeting, but there are a few new board members. So just reminding everyone and for the new board members um, that the city does have a, a strategic plan page with um, all the information on here. I'm not going to give a detailed uh, presentation like the city manager had given in December, but I wanted to point out a few um, items on here. So the strategic plan for the city of Lawrence is it's basically where our staff is currently focused in their work. And that is why it's important. And in specific, I brought it up a few times because there is a commitment within the strategic plan on environmental sustainability, um, which is really tied to the work that I'm doing now um, as an interim sustainability director. And part of, of this too is just kind of to note um, how much there is to do and focus on. So um, when you scroll down the page, you will see the outcomes. Um, so there's six of them. Um, you've probably heard of these, especially those of you that have been attending like city commission meetings um, as all agenda items are really tied to an outcome. So unmistakable identity, strong welcoming neighborhoods, safe and secure, prosperity and economic security and connect. And um, there is the sixth one, which is the citywide um, outcome. So there's a few KPIs. KPIs are key progress indicators. And when you click on any of these outcomes, um, like unmistakable identity, um, these uh, key performance indicators um, all fall into one category of the commitments um, that the city's made. So there are some in here for environmental sustainability. Um, you won't find any under safe and secure or under the citywide outcome groups, but all the other outcomes do have um, environmental sustainability KPIs. Um, usually, if you scroll to the bottom is where you'll see them. So UI 12, the acres of park green space for resident. Um, most of them now do have, so last year, or at least at the end of the year, a lot of these had orange cones on them because the staff was still working on data and what the targets would be. But if you look at the website now, you'll see that uh, most of these have been filled in, not all of them. So you'll still see some orange cones where uh, information is still uh, being gathered. Um, I am going to go back to um, this main page. When you scroll down um, further, you'll see the commitments. So it's the way that we do our work, which is just as important as what, what we do. And within this, um, we do have uh, community engagement, efficient and effective processes, equity and inclusion, as well as sound fiscal stewardship, engaged and power teams, and of course, environmental sustainability. One item I was gonna bring up, um, the city is working on this, um, hopefully very soon, you'll be able to click on the commitment. And like, if I were to click here on environmental sustainability, it would give me the list of all the KPIs that are um, uh, attached to uh, environmental sustainability. So that's gonna help those of us that wear the champion hats for the commitment teams because we keep having to jump through um, all the different web pages of the outcomes to, uh, you know, when we talk about our KPIs um, on there. So 
I, I wanted to mention that. Um, let me see if I can bring this down a little bit here. This is kind of, can you see this word document or PDF? Okay, perfect. This is kind of what I've um, done to just keep track of the KPIs under environmental sustainability. Uh, you know, I've kind of listed them out. Um, so all the outcomes um, you'll see on here. And then the ones that don't have a KPI for environmental sustainability will indicate as such. And then some of those strategies that staff have worked on. So um, I know, a few meetings ago, we mentioned um, there was some conversation about the sustainability advisory board and maybe some goal setting or um, some some conversation about subcommittees um, and and if there's you know if there's time to or is is it time to go ahead and um, and revise what those are. Um, I, I just wanted to bring this up because again, this is the environmental sustainability work that the city's focused on. The strategic plan, by the way, was not drawn up by uh, just city staff. This was a whole community engagement. Um, over 3000 um, participants uh, had a voice in this. And you know, the KPIs are just what, what came up above as priority items that the community wanted us to focus on. So because there is a lot of work um, within these. It's just, I'm just putting it out there as a suggestion, you know, that um, we could have sustainability advisory board members helping with, um, you know, the unmistakable identity KPIs, um, strong welcoming neighborhoods. Um, one of them is actually the connected city is the one that has the percent of city use energy, electric, natural gas, and fuel that is renewable. Um, a lot of these, again, are a lot of topics that the advisory board is already talking about or um, addressing. And, um, you know, just give, give it some give it some thought and, and take a look at the document. Um, I will continue to provide updates on where we're at with these. Um, that is important uh, for the majority of them. If you clicked on those KPIs within those outcome groups, you will notice that uh, we have not met the target. Um, I think there's one that we've met a target for, and we have quite a few of these KPIs. So um, again, just, just an understanding of, of where our work is. I'm gonna go ahead and stop sharing the screen, and make sure I can go back to the setup. Any questions on the strategic plan? This is Ben Sykes, SAB board member. Kathy, that document you were just showing us looks like what we had almost hoped the, when you click on environmental sustainability as the commitment would be. Is that document available or is that just your working document? Um, I, I did attach it. I sent it uh, via email and I attached it uh, to the, the meeting uh, for June 8th. I know we didn't get to it. Um, that was my plan to talk about it last month. And then um, I attached it again um, for this this meeting. So it is available. It's a PDF. I gladly give it to you in a Word document too, if you want to take notes and, and do anything like that. Um, but certainly I think it will be a lot nicer once the website's updated so that we can just click on environmental sustainability and see all of them together. So I appreciate that. This is Deb Ford, SAB board member. 
To touch on the subcommittee um, groups and the, you know, reorganizing and figuring out what we're going forward with, I believe we talked that about that in May, and Kira was going to come up with um, a plan for a retreat that was going to be reported in June. I might have missed that, but what is the status of that, Kira? Well, let's talk about that honestly, as long as we're all being really honest with each other. Do you think a retreat would work or do you think it would be a waste of time? I, I would like to work with you. I would like a retreat. I would like you guys to bring ideas and projects and policies. I want to fight for you. I want to work with you. If you guys want to do it, I want to do it. This is Deb Ford. Um, as a group, the Sustainability Board has agreed that it would be a pro productive session to do as a group to establish goals. How do you how do you do that thing? You know how there's like a survey survey you send out where people mark what time is available for them. What's that called? Like a doodle poll or like a what? A doodle poll or doodle poll. Do you guys want to do a doodle poll to figure out our schedules and our timing? This is Deb Ford, sub board member. I'd also like to see an agenda for the meeting, a structured agenda, if possible. For the, for the, retreat? For the retreat that we had talked about. Well, we need to put that on the agenda then and talk about what we want to do at the retreat, right? Am I, am I, as chair, supposed to just come up with all of the ideas for things that we want to talk about at the retreat, or do you guys want to list things? Maddie Bell said, board member, I think an agenda could be something like a designated time to discuss uh, future plans or what we want to achieve as a board. I don't think it has to be specific project ideas, because I think the point of the retreat is for us to collectively come up with project ideas. So I think it's more like organizing our time so that we're you know, it's like project time, maybe a break for lunch, uh, like uh, other stuff. I don't, I actually don't know what would be on it, but like, I don't think it has to be specific. Um, and also I am in favor of uh, whatever scheduling uh, stuff needs to work, happen to make this work. Cause I'm really interested in a retreat and getting to know all my fellow board members better. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. I had mentioned this last time we talked about it, and I know the conversation um, went a different direction, but I'm still going to put it back up on the table. Um, other advisory boards that go through goal-setting sessions or retreats, um, they do so uh, with those um, retreats being facilitated by staff. So if that is still of interest to this group, I am happy to facilitate a goal-setting session Session. Um, that way, if, if one of you or two of you were facilitating it, then you're not fully participating in it. So if, if I'm facilitating or, or some other city staff, then you all get to give it 100% of your um, focus. This is Deb Ford, SAB board member. Um, Kathy, that's exactly what we had talked about in June. And so if you can help Kira with that, I'd be much appreciated. And if you were the facilitator, um, I think that I would be in favor of. I'd just like 
Nitsumuma, um, SAP board member, I'd like to agree. I think that would be great if you um, facilitated it, Kathy, and we had a strategic planning session just to talk about what we want to do going forward. Okay. This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB board member. I agree. I think it would, it would be great to solicit ideas and opinions from the board members as to the things that they'd like to do and try to achieve as a membership, as a member of the SAB. Maddie Bell, SAB board member. Uh, Stan, is there a date that we need to have this retreat like before considering your, um, your timeline or would it be after a certain date? I, I appreciate you asking me that, Maddie. This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. Um, they, they've told me that the, the, the first two to four weeks, I should be, you know, able to function and stuff. They've told me the last three weeks of the treatment that they've recommended that I just not even go to work and stuff. And, and the, the reason for that is the radiation in my throat is going to be pretty harsh. And they said they'll probably be on painkillers during that time, some point in that last, last time. So kind of around the end of August, early September, I'm probably not going to be available between now and say the middle of August, I should be available or it's gonna to have to be later in September. But, but I'm only one person, I wouldn't let me stand in the way of you all getting together. Is a retreat actually retreat? Like we don't have to go somewhere out of, out of town, right? Oh, no. Like what, what is, explain it for like the white trash girl. What, what is a retreat? This is Kathy Richardson, the interim sustainability director. So what I've seen some of the advisory boards do is um, they will uh, dedicate a date and time that's outside of the board meeting, um, maybe with a little bit extra time. So sometimes I've seen them scheduled for, you know, three hours um, or four hours with, you know, um, maybe some shared snacks or, or whatnot. And it's usually, you know, I've, I've seen them where um, it's in, it's in person, it's um, at um, either a city facility, facility or somewhere else where we can gather and have good space uh, with a, you know, a, a whiteboard and, 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 or a projector screen and so forth. Um, so, so yeah, it, it would likely not be via Zoom unless um, this board felt strongly that you wanted to um, have a goal setting session via Zoom. I think it would be nice to meet in person, but I think we all need to uh, be aware that we're in another surge. The virus has mutated. And if Stanley is going to start some really immune suppressing therapies, uh, we all need to wear a mask for him or it could derail his entire treatment. Does everybody feel okay about wearing masks at the retreat? Yeah. So the 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 type of chemo I'm using is not going to be an immune suppressant chemo. It's um, not an issue that uh, the doctors are worried about. Just don't want to put that out there. All right. If you're not worried about it, then uh, I won't push it. I myself will wear a mask because, um, like I said, COVID and lupus have been devastating. I make my living mostly working really just minimum wage, physically laborious jobs. And I haven't been able to do that for a while because again, it, it screws with your heart because it's a vascular disease. So 
you don't have to wear masks, but it'd be nice. Nancy? I would just like to recommend we all wear masks for your sake, for lupus, because it is really difficult for you. So I would recommend we all wear it for your sake. Appreciate that, Nancy. That's nice of you. So we will figure out the schedule through. I, I will. So this is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. I will work with Kira um, to get something scheduled for August um, if that works out. Uh, but if it's okay um, with you, Kira, I'll go ahead and and maybe reach out to you, um, you know, tomorrow um, or Friday, and we can start planning. All right. Does that sound good to everybody? Okay, you have a question. I do have a question. Does Prairie Park have a conference room? We can check on that. I'm not 100% sure. I do know that um, many of these um, have um, moved over to places like the Baker Wetlands um, uh, Discovery Center, which is a has a big room in there. So kind of same thought process, um, but we will check with Prairie Park. And Baker's fine too. I just thought it might be nice to see Prairie Park too. Yeah. If they have a big enough room. I've I've been there, but I can't remember if they have a big room. Okay. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. I do have a couple um, additional items to go through and I'll, I'll be quick, but I, I do also wanna take just a, a few minutes to mention these uh, because um, I have received questions, not only from advisory board members, but also um, some from the public. And, and I wanna make sure that this board um, is, you know, 100% in the know of, of the activities that are occurring. So um, I, I did uh, share a letter that the city manager had sent to Sarah Plinsky with the county um, dated uh, July 1st. And this has been in conversation since the start of the year um, when the um, uh, Jasmine, who is the former sustainability director, had already resigned uh, from her position, which was a, a joint position between the city and the county. So both the city and the county started conversations about um, hiring their own um, sustainability staff and, and maybe moving away from the uh, joint uh, director position uh, as as, as it is, there is a uh, contract agreement between the county and the city and uh, such it, that it says that, you know, six months prior to um, the January date, um, beginning of the year, um, an, an intent, um, a notice of intent for the termination of the service agreement um, is to be uh, formalized, which is the letter that I shared so the city manager has um, indicated uh, that the city is interested in hiring a city uh, sustainability director and um, still collaborating and still working together. Um, there would be two offices. There'd be the Douglas County Sustainability Office and then the city uh, sustainability office. Um, uh, I think that since that position first came about, which was back in 2009, it was a, a sustainability coordinator um, that, you know, kind of grew through the years to a director position. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot more activity in terms of sustainability, both on the county side and the city side. So, um, you know, it's it's a, it's not a... Um, 
uh, it's definitely a friendly uh, split with still uh, talking about collaboration, uh, but I, I don't want um, anyone to, to feel that um, the city or the county aren't wanting to work together because that is not the situation in this case. Um, there's just an acknowledgement that there is a lot of sustainability work to be done and um, some folks have um, questioned whether or not this means that there is a reduction in the amount of staff working on sustainability items. And actually, it's a, a, an increase um, in the staff between the county and the, the city. Um, the way that the city is, is funding this sustainability director position, um, and actually for those that were um, on the city commission meeting last night, that question was asked uh, because there was a budget discussion. Discussion. So the way that the sustainability director position for the city is being funded is through the funds that had already been approved for a sustainability analyst position um, that was in the budget for 2022 and ongoing. So that was going to be a new position for the sustainability office, plus the share of that um, you know, that joint position that the city was paying for, 40% of that director salary. So those two salaries combined is what is um, creating this new position for the city. And it's it, there's not gonna be a sustainability analyst. It's gonna be a sustainability director position. And that's the position that will be the champion for environmental sustainability commitment within that strategic plan. So just wanted to, to mention that. Um, yeah, Kay. I um, feel like that um, I understand the, the way the split is and the need for the funding, but I also feel like that a sustainability analyst position is still needed. In other words, you have no staff if, or whoever is in the position um, and each department should be providing their input on sustainability actions because that was put into the, um, the strategic plan. However, uh, and we've already seen that some of the, the different departments aren't even aware of the goals that, that have been set by the commissioners. And I feel like that there needs to be an additional staff member added back a sustainability analyst to support a director position. And I know that the current budget has a deficit right now, but uh, we all supported the position of the sustainability analyst to begin with. And that would have added um, support to uh, the previous sustainability director. I don't know how that gets communicated to um, the administration, but that's what we expected to see happen, not a, an actual deficit, which even though I understand the situation with the different departments, signing up for sustainability in each of their areas uh, but I'm not sure that they're going to follow through with that because they don't have added staff. And the whole, the whole um, reasoning for having an analyst was to help them measure those key performance indicators that were assigned to the sustainability um, portion of the strategic plan. 
And I, I really do feel concerned about how that is going to be accomplished with just a director. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. I do want to mention that the budget discussion just got started for 2023. Um, last night, it was a, a pretty long meeting, um, but uh, the, the staff did present on the 2023 budget and has heard a lot of um, you know, feedback and comments on that. Um, if the advisory board would like to uh, you know, also submit um, some some recommendation, uh, but currently the 2023 budget for the sustainability office for the city of Lawrence contains one staff person and that um, staffer is a sustainability director for 2023. Deb? I agree with what Kay said. I do think there's some logic in hiring a director before you hire an assistant. If we want to draft something of a recommendation to that I would be for. I'm also curious, Kathy, on when there's this split, what is happening with the climate action plan development? I, I definitely want to address that as well, which is part of this, the, my next update. I did see Nancy raising her hand too. So let me make sure before I move on that Nancy's yeah, I just uh, wanted to agree with Kay and suggest that we draft a letter suggesting that we have an analyst for the sustainability office in addition to a director. So I'd, I'd like to make a motion that we that we draft a letter and send it to the city commission. Maddie Bell, SAD board member, second. All right, should we have a vote on that? Yes, there's a motion and a second. So, yeah. All right, let's have a vote. Stephen? Yes. Kay? Yes. Deb? Yes. Maddie? Yes. Nancy? Yes. Stanley? I, I want to make clear that what, what we're voting on is we're going to see a drafted letter. We're not approving a letter that we haven't seen, correct? It seems like that's correct. How do you vote? Yes. Ben? Yes. I vote yes too. The motion is passed. Should we put that on next month's agenda to work on that letter? How do we do, do we? This is Kate Johnson, um, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I think it's important for us to get the job description of the um, previous position of the analyst and whatever is considered a job description for the director so that we can understand for sure how that was structured. Um, you know, I, we had talked about that at length, um, the SAB board members from last year, and we even supported it at a discussion during the budget. But I also am concerned that if we wait for another month, um, I don't know, Kathy, do you, what is the timeline read, uh, re, regarding the budget? I will uh, look at that while we're going through some of the other items. So before this meeting, I will make sure to let you know what that timeline is. Um, but you might, uh, you know, want to, again, working on a letter during a board meeting, uh, sometimes take a 
takes up a lot of time. So if there's a, a, a group of folks or somebody who wants to volunteer to draft it, to bring it to the board. Um, I am definitely able to provide copies of any job descriptions that are available uh, for these positions or these types of positions. Um, so that that's not a problem. Nancy, is the climate subcommittee meeting next week? Uh, yes. Should we work on it during that meeting or like, do does everybody feel good about that? I'd be fine with that. Is everybody okay with that? I think it'd be easier if someone took the lead to take a draft first rather than trying to write a letter in a meeting. Uh, Okay, you guys tell me how you want to handle that. I think uh, this is Kay Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I think all we need to do is get those two job descriptions and then get the comments. Uh, Wasn't there a letter that went to the city administration during the budget period last year? Yes, we we sent in a letter supporting the analyst position. We, We might just pull up what was done and see you know, how that was written and use that as a basis to go forward with it. Because most of us have just already assumed that there's a director position. That was never a discussion, I thought. And then, you know, assumptions don't always come true, but that was what we assumed when Jasmine, uh, you know, resigned and and we got an interim um, position. So, I think we just need to pull up what was done in the letter last year. I, Kathy, this is, I, go ahead. Sorry, this has been Sykes that board member. Kathy, I, I, I don't wanna get into the weeds too much, but um, sounds like kind of a reorganization of the sustainability office essentially there. That was derived or dictated by city manager's office that determined how they were going to structure the budget or or it doesn't seem like did, did that come from city commission uh like that that this was what you said i believe that discussions started after jasmine resigned those discussions happened at which level and among which people to decide how to reorganize the sustainability office it was uh, the city organization, so the city manager's office, and then the county administration. So those are the two groups discussing. And uh, they're based on, again, uh, and, and I'm sorry, this is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. They're, they're the, the work um, that we see that we need to get ahead of are all these commitments you know, that the city uh, commission has made. Um, there's been a lot of mention from this group on some of those initiatives. And then in addition to that, the environmental sustainability commitments of the strategic plan. The county also has some very strong, aggressive um, desires in respect to sustainability and where they want um, staff to be focused on. And then we, in common, 
have the climate action plan and some other programs as well. Um, so while the county is more uh, interested in the big project they have with open space and, and getting consultant and really, um, you know, working on that, which I was going to mention um, quickly in the county's um, update, which I'm so glad that Kim is still providing all this information. So um, we have the latest. So it's awesome. And, um, and then the city really needs to focus on uh, environmental sustainability commitments it's made. So um, one thing, and I know, I think it was uh, Maddie had asked me uh, via email, just kind of like um, funding and budgets, um, you know, and, and they both um, budgets are growing on the county and city side on the sustainability. Uh, one thing that Kim shared with me is, you know, back in 2021, there were there were 2.25 FTEs within the county and city um, uh, sustainability office. Um, so that two. That 0.25 is a, obviously a, a, a part-timer. Um, in 2022, so this year, there's 2.75. Um, and then the city, obviously, in 2022, has an interim sustainability director right now. And in 2023, the county is going to have three FTEs. So they continue to grow. Um, now they're up to three FTEs. And the city is going to have one FTE for 2023. Um, so it's four um, uh, staff members within the two organizations that are working on sustainability. Is FTE full-time employee? Yes. Does anybody else have any other comments or questions? I have my hand up for a question. Okay. This will be directed to Kathy. Um, when you wrote the, uh, or submitted the July 2022 SAB meeting about the Douglas County Sustainability Climate Action Plan section. Is that the climate action plan for city, city, county, or county? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director, um, kind of to the, the question that Deb just um, asked as well. And I want to go through that um, absolutely. One notice, one note before that section in the county uh, sustainability report is the confirmation of what the Douglas County Sustainability Act office is, is taking shape to be. So Kim has been confirmed as a sustainability manager. So that's her uh, position. And there's some information there on her uh, background and, and what she will be working on primarily. Uh, Jamie, who is currently a grant funded um, employee, um, is is going to be a FTE, a full-time employee for the county as a sustainability impact analyst. Uh, both Kim and Jamie are leading the climate action plan um, with my assistance. Uh, Umut is a full-time common ground program manager uh, for that common ground program. And then um, Connie, um, who's currently a, a sustainability intern, they're still in the works of what her position is going to be. Um, Umut's position, again, is 100% uh, grant funded. So the three FTEs will be Kim, Jamie, and um, Connie. The next section is the Climate Action Plan. 
So um, as, as we had additional conversations this year, and I, I mentioned it earlier, is um, we've, we've been talking about it as a Lawrence Douglas County Climate Action Plan for quite a while. And um, really, it's a, it, the, the turn that's taken is about being inclusive to those other cities that are within Douglas County. So when we say Lawrence does Douglas County, it means Lawrence and then unincorporated areas of Douglas County. Um, Eudora, Baldwin, Lecompton have all shown interest um, in being part of this climate action plan. Um, to, to what level or whatnot, they're just gathering information at this point. Uh, one of the positive things that came out about these conversations is we did establish a staff advisory team. And uh, there was representation from Lecompton, from Eudora and Baldwin City, um, as well as Lawrence. I think we kind of tipped the scale because there was 10 of us from City of Lawrence. Um, and the City of Lawrence staff advisors are, um, you know, representation from economic development, equity and inclusion, uh, obviously myself, uh, the facilities, um, the building and, and, and building structures manager, um, Leah with the um, housing initiatives and so forth. So there's quite a few uh, staffers from Lawrence that are participating in the staff advisor team for the climate action plan. But I do want to mention that Douglas County has their staff um, as well working on this, as well as Lecompton, Eudora, and Baldwin City. So um, again, the, the lead is it's a county climate action plan. And uh, the hope is, you know, City of Lawrence has been committed to the climate action plan for, for many years. Um, but the hope is that Eudora and Baldwin City and Lecompton will also adopt the climate action plan um, as we, you know, work to finalize this. Um, the, the next, um, and, and I do know that I had mentioned earlier this year, there had been some community engagement that had been going on last year um, with, um, you know, the survey and also uh, the Sunrise Project, as well as the Climate and Energy Project had worked on uh, collecting some stories from um, those um, uh, unheard voices. So all that information has, has been collected. Um, and I know that uh, Jamie with the county um, has um, some graphs and information and she's building a dashboard that is being shared with uh, the staff advisors team. And the next step, um, and this is coming up pretty quickly, I wanted to talk about it tonight, um, is the formation of a steering committee. So the formation of the steering committee, again, this is the county um, putting the steering committee together, although I am part of all those discussions and all that work as well. Um, but there's no uh, official um, resolution or ordinance on this, um, but there have been identified uh, stakeholders um, to serve on the steering committee. And one of those is, uh, you know, we would want to have one of the sustainability advisory board members serve on the climate action plan steering committee. 
And um, I, I know that uh, in our subcommittee meetings for climate action plan, uh, Nancy has has already stated her interest and in, and in, and hopefully she's still interested in um, as the chair of the climate action plan subcommittee, um, also uh, serving as the the SAB seat on that steering committee for the act, climate action plan. But the hope is that the steering committee will start meeting. Um, these aren't the staff the the big staff group, um, the staff group is meeting monthly, but the steering committee will start meeting monthly as well. And um, the hope is that that group will come together in the next two months. How big is the steering committee? Or is there somebody from every department and every advisory board? The steering committee is not, um, somebody from every advisory board that would be or commission just with the city that would be 48 advisory boards or commission that's a lot of people to have on a steering committee um, but uh, the the list was uh, drafted initially uh, by staff and then it was shared with the staff advisors group um, for them to uh, see if we were missing anyone or um, if maybe you know, somebody that was on the list is better for a separate type of, uh, you know, stakeholder group, um, separate from the steering committee and so forth. Uh, so right now we're starting the conversations. I had a, a meeting with Kim and Jamie um, two days ago, and uh, we just had the conversation about starting to invite um, those that have been identified for the steering committee. So we'll we'll start working on uh, through that list, and and see you know um, how many will will be able to to participate in this process. We hope to engage um, you know a good representation of again. This is not just City of Lawrence. This this is going to be Douglas County, Eudora, Lecompton, and so forth. Maddie, does that seem like something you would be interested in? Uh, Maddie Bell said, remember, I'm fine with Nancy being on it since she already expressed interest. Um, I don't know that I have the time available for it. Okay. All right. I'm just, um, I hope we'll all be mindful of the reality of um, genuinely needing different and diverse voices in these meetings as opposed to kind of the same voices that have been involved and had access for years. Opportunity hoarding is a thing, in, uh, especially in environmentalism. So um, that's great if you want to do it, Nancy, and, and I hope you'll speak up for a lot of vulnerable and disenfranchised people who will be counting on you. I will represent the SAB as well as the Climate Action Subcommittee, so I will represent everyone. Do we need a motion so that we uh, elect Nancy like we did um, for the other position? There's no formal um, resolution calling for the a SAB seat that's elected by the advisory board, but certainly if you'd like to um, vote on this item, you, you can. Um, otherwise, it would be noted in the minutes that, that Nancy has volunteered um, to serve on the Climate Action Plan Steering Committee. I'm good without having a motion then. <laughs> yeah. Is everybody else good with that? 
Yeah. Okay. This is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. I have taken up a lot of your time and I'm just going to like just one minute. I'm going to go through the other items super quickly. So Food Policy Council, we still have a vacancy there uh, for a SAB liaison. And um, it was on the agenda for the June 8th meeting. Um, there was some discussion about wanting some additional information. So there is some additional information on the staff report, as well as I wanted to mention that there's an upcoming meeting on Monday. It's at the Baker Wetland um, Discovery Center at 630, if anyone wants to attend, just to um, hear the conversation as um, uh, as they work through the items of priority for them. Um, in addition, I know that uh, there have been additional applicants uh, for the vacancies of the Sustainability Advisory Board. So um, maybe one of the new um, advisory board members may have some interest in being the staff, the SAB liaison for this uh, council. Um, common grounds, there's some great information there. There's a garden um, that is being added. So that's great news. And that was through a grant um, that the county worked on. Um, there's some information on the food waste and recovery. So gleaning has been going on. Um, if you follow the Lawrence Douglas County Sustainability Facebook page, you see a lot of photos of those that um, are participating in the gleaning. And there are some numbers there, um, some compost information. We have not been receiving as much food waste from just food um, as they are diverting um, that uh, to feeding animals. Uh, the rural recycling has opened up another site. And then the open space, just I know this has been a question in the past. Um, they, uh, the county is leading um, the RFP process again to hire a consultant team to guide this planning process. Uh, and that is being reissued um, this month. So that is the quick wrap up of the remaining items. Sorry about that. I know I've taken up a lot of your time. Where's the rural recycling center? Um, it opened up at 1704 North 700 Road. Are any of the people who have applied for the board um, less traditionally represented people? Um, just, uh, I guess this is good information for everyone. I don't get to see the applications of who uh, puts in for the Sustainability Advisory Board. It's the city manager's office that receives those and all the applications are given to the mayor. Uh, the mayor is who uh, selects uh, uh, the, the, the applicants to fill the vacancies. So I'm not sure who, who all is in there. I just know there um, have been applicants. So there probably will soon be some appointments made. Because we for real have like a diversity problem and a lack of uh, representation from more vulnerable folks. <sighs> it's really discouraging to hear that. Okay. Where's the agenda? Uh, okay, so it looks like you're up, Kathy. Or no, Ka sorry, Kay, it looks like you're up. The, um, this is Kathy Richardson, the Interim Sustainability Director. At the beginning of the meeting, there was a change of the order of the agenda items. Um, so the next agenda item as voted on by the board would be the subcommittee reports. Okay, so that's, uh, all right, so Ben, you're up. This has been Sykes, SAB board member. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to report except that um, 
the uh, weed ordinance and the plastic bag ordinance and uh, questions, the letter that we sent about the multimodal transportation um, are all going, I think, on the 19th before city commission. And um, I, I'm not sure uh, Kay and Nancy and I haven't had a chance to talk, but I think there are several of us that were reaching out to city commissioners to have those items at, at minimum split as separate um, agenda items um, on the county commission's meeting. And I got some assurances from one of the county commissioners that that, that was city commissioners. Yeah, whatever they are. Sorry, <laughs> counselors. Uh, this, whatever they are. This is Kay Johnson, uh, sustainability advisory board member. I also reached out uh, to one of the commissioners, so I'm hoping that um, that I think several of us did ask that they be uh, separated out. There are different. Uh, proponents for each one of those items. There probably are different opponents for each one of those items. And it seems like that those should not be lumped in together. Yeah, I agree. And the other update I had was just uh, honestly a little bit from uh, what Kathy had sent me that the city commission's feeling about why it was on the consent, consent agenda rather than as an action item, which is them seeing those elements as starting the ball rolling to assign staff to, to potentially get city, the city attorney's office to look at the elements, even though we've kind of been asking for those things as subcommittees for a while. If it gets consented to by the city commission, that would provide more leverage to do those things. So that's really the only notes that I have. We have not um, met as a subcommittee, um, but I know that many of the people have had discussions on email with me in there as well about things like the Prairie Park Nature Center and other elements that are related to sustainable landscaping. That's all I got. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. So uh, now we're on to Nancy. So I don't have anything to add much except I um, would like to know from Kathy if there's any, if she knows of any movement to separate the three items, the letter and the two ordinance proposals. This is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. At this time, um, I have not heard an update about separating those three out. Um, I prepared one, um, one cover memo for all three. So I have not individually uh, drafted three different cover memos for those three items. Um, and I do know that the city commission agenda will come out uh, tomorrow night. So I will definitely check first thing in the morning because um, at this point, I just, I, I was instructed and, and drafted one cover memo for all three items. Um, again, all three items will be open uh, for discussion if the uh, commission chooses to, and if appropriate, they will um, direct staff um, for either, like Ben mentioned, the legal review um, or staff analysis um, or um, just scheduling a presentation. They might, um, you know, want to, to schedule some presentations um, from uh, the board. So be prepared for that. I know Ben had asked me if, if he would have to do a formal uh, presentation um, or just uh, answer questions and, and they may want additional information from the board. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, Maddie Bell, SAB board member. And I just wanted to clarify, I feel like I read it somewhere in one of the agenda attachments that 
us as board members are encouraged to attend that um, July 19th city commission meeting uh, to 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 what and just to like be there in support of these items that we've voted on or something else. This is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. That that's correct. Correct. So I made sure um, before this was assigned to a certain date on the commission that the three uh, lead lead advisory board members on these topics were going to be available. So Nancy with the single use bags and uh, Ben with the um, noxious weeds and Kay with the multimodal transfer facility. Um, but that doesn't limit to just those three attending, like while they may be able to, to answer those questions that the commission may have, um, maybe others um, want to also attend and be able to, to answer questions or to provide um, input on those items. Maddie, when we did the plastic, the first plastic bag ban proposal, what year was that? I don't, a few years ago, um, we did have a bunch of the board show up and speak. Like I showed up and spoke in, in, uh, to support that. And we, and I had rounded up like a, a bunch of people from the general public who all came and supported it and spokes. And it really does seem to make a difference if board members show up and if, if members of the public show up like last night, you know, with the, the center, it really seemed to make a difference with the numbers. So, you know, if people can do it time-wise and energy-wise, I would encourage you to show up. It really does seem to, like I keep saying, it makes a difference. Does anybody have any other questions? No? Which thing do we move on to now then? This is um, Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Um, I was talking so much, I missed uh, one of the chats um, that I received, uh, but um, Karen had asked if there was gonna be time for public comment um, tonight. And I don't know if she had public comment on maybe one of the items that was um, already discussed, but I just wanted to, to bring that up um, in case Karen would like to, to speak. Uh, yes. Can I just unmute myself and start talking? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, my name is Karen Table Miners. Uh, I've been a Lawrence resident for 30 years. Uh, in the fall of 2014, uh, the local Sierra Club discussed the results of a survey where we had asked local members what they wanted us to focus on. And one member had said, oh, let's do a plastic bag ban. So I remember um, the chair at the time saying, oh, that's a good idea. We should, we should be able to achieve that in a year. So this was the fall of 2014. So that's been what, eight, years and it will be who knows how long before that would happen. Um, so um, I, I would like to strongly urge uh, that we not limit a plastic ordinance to just plastic bags and broaden it uh, to have a broadening of an ordinance to straws, the plastic tableware, 
the styrofoam, the styrofoam back posters, non-medical use vinyl, etc. the whole list. Um, I'm, my fear is that addressing plastics one by one, I know some of the initial thinking was, oh, the plastic bags, it's just a, you know, a gateway plastic. I forget how we phrase that exactly. But, um, uh, but doing them one by one is just going to take too long. It's like, okay, this is taking almost a decade. All right, what's up next? Straws. Okay, that will be the next decade. Um, why not um, just have a, a broad um, a broader uh, ordinance to start out with. So, um, so one, yes, broaden the focus to all single-use plastics as long as we are at it. Um, and um, secondly, I think there really needs to be a strong educational campaign. Um, um, and I, I, uh, I have some very specific ideas, but I don't want to go into them tonight. But so say the uh, wastewater division could send out reports on how many plastic bags and styrofoam bits are clogging things up. And, you know, hey, Lawrence, we can do this. Um, or Lawrence, it's, you know, too many plastic bags clogging things up. We can do better. Um, and that sort of also raises the question for me, do we have any metrics to sort of measure, um, you know, well, just to use the wastewater division, how many plastic bags are clogging things up? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I would go so far as to say that with a very strong educational component, um, would we even need an ordinance? Um, and, um, it, uh, you know, that would avoid any state legislative issues uh, in the future. So, um, so that said, both of the, that, those two points, um, I do have uh, some concerns that, um, uh, about this focus on plastic bags. We are finding ourselves in the midst of a climate emergency with things becoming more and more dire, more and more rapidly than anyone in the worst case scenario has anticipated. I fear that the focus on plastic bags will be a distraction from uh, larger, more urgent community needs. And I fear that the window for smallish measures might have already passed. And we need to just take on larger, take larger uh, measures. Thanks. That's, um, I just wanted to throw those considerations in there. Thanks, Karen. I appreciate you um, showing up. I'm always grateful when members of the public take time to come and, and deliver their input. Um, it's really, really important that we have as much of Lawrence showing up to these things and being informed and being involved. Um, you're right, it's, it's largely a symbolic gesture. It, it doesn't really change anything. It doesn't really help anything. Um, so I feel like the framing 
and the education and the, the rollout and the public messaging is going to be the most important thing. Um, I, you know, as long as, you know, we're talking about why am I the, the chair? Um, I think it's really good timing to have an activist as the chair. We have every respected and peer-reviewed climate scientist in the world now where they're almost in tears when they deliver their reports, like group three from the last IPCC report. Some of the scientists broke down crying. Um, I know I have a reputation as being a firebrand and being aggressive, but that's where we're at. We're literally in unprecedented times and really dangerous times. And um, I am really deeply worried for our kids. So you're right, empty gestures are, are a waste of time, but uh, gestures where, we've, where we really do work really hard to get the framing right, the education right, the messaging right, and we look at it as an opportunity to alert people as to what the county and the city are doing as far as climate action planning, and also make it clear to them that we want them to come and give their comments and give their concerns and ask their questions, and to make the board as um, welcoming and as friendly as possible for all those people that's the only way it'll be successful. Otherwise, you're right. We, we are damning ourselves with half measures and uh, it, it's a real problem. So uh, I, I agree, it, it's a problem. I, there's, there's literally no way legally or just practically we could do that, I don't think, where we could just say, Lawrence bans all plastic. Um, I know people get tired of me bringing this up, but there's a lot of bad feelings among like broke working people and, and people of other political persuasions towards, I'm talking Kay, towards uh, climate. I have my hand up. I am not interrupting you. I'll call on you after I'm done. There's a lot of bad feelings from uh, older establishment environmentalists who spent years telling people to, that they could buy their way out of the crisis um, and to focus on things that we've discovered that are futile, futile like plastics, recycling. So we really, really need to focus on good outreach, good messaging, good movement building, um, just, you know, all the activist stuff that I, I do day in, day out. That's, that's really critical because if we, if we do not get this right and strike just the right tone and and if we are not extremely sensitive to a lot of built-up resentment and feelings especially right now when everybody's mentally ill everybody's stressed um it'll it'll backfire on us and we'll start getting people showing up to our meetings who who are really you know out of control and and want to derail stuff so I, I agree that the, the outreach is going to be the most important part of it. Kay, can you talk now? This is Kay Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I'd like to move on. Okay, thanks for your input, Kay. Deb, do you have a question? Yes, uh, Kathy, we've already submitted our letter of our recommendation 
Um, I believe we want to keep that and I suggest we move on. Right. Does everybody feel good about moving on? Yeah. All right. What's the next thing on the agenda? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. So um, the way it was uh, stated at the beginning of the meeting that the next um, item would be um, old business and then new business. I do believe that the three items under C2 um, would be new business, I suppose. Um, so if you're okay, Kira, we can go in order. Okay, so you're up, Kay. Oh, um, no, wait, it's Kathy, you're up. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. So the first item is the Sustainability Advisory Board Bylaws Revision. Um, this discussion is very, very short. I just wanted to mention that the bylaws um, have not been updated for quite some time for this advisory board. Other advi advisory boards of the city have already uh, transitioned. And um, just so you know, for those that have recently reviewed our bylaws, uh, there is mention of an officer position that's a secretary, um, which we don't have and um, some other information that is um, no longer um, accurate and uh, would need to be updated. Any updates to the bylaws um, would be um, have to be made as a recommendation from the Sustainability Advisory Board to the City Commission. So it would be another process where um, you get the, the updated document um, to commission and reviewed by uh, the City Attorney's Office as well. Uh, so uh, for this item, all I wanted to uh, mention is that the best way to, to tackle um, some changes is to have a small group working together um, outside of the board meeting and then bringing the document to uh, the board um, with the revisions for some conversation. Um, I see that Kay's got her hand raised, so I will open it up for her. Comments. Thank you, Kathy. Kay Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. Is there a template that the city recommends um, you know, if we're one of the few that hasn't updated our bylaws, is there already a template that the city recommends? There is. This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. I have received the template from the city manager's office. I did have an initial conversation with uh, both Kira and Stan. It's probably been um, two and a half months now uh, about uh, the bylaws, but I just wanted to get it on the agenda as something. Um, and, and usually, you know, it can be the, the chair and the vice chair if somebody else wants to volunteer uh, to a meeting outside of the board um, of these board meetings to just go through those um, updates. And then again, this document would be brought back uh, to the Sustainability Advisory Board at a next or future board meeting for discussion. I saw some hands up. So um, Kay and Maddie. Yeah, I'd be glad to work on that with Kira and Stan or, or whoever else is interested. How about right. I propose that Kay and Maddie and I work on a draft of it? Is that okay? If you send us the template and the old yes. one. Yeah, this is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. Um, ben, thanks for uh, volunteering. Um, 
Kay, Maddie, and yourself. Um, I would like to attend that um, meeting um, with you um, so I can kind of walk through the process of um, the, the, you know, the current bylaws and what the template is and some other information as well. Um, so I'll help facilitate that and you guys can do the work and then we'll bring it back to the board. Sound good? Uh, Maddie Bell said, board member, I just, um, will we be scheduling this like through email um, and stuff? Okay, cool. Cause I just want to, I'm kind of unclear on how like subcommittees or this kind of particular meeting would interact with Robert's rules. But if we're just going to discuss it over email, that's fine. I don't want to take up more meeting time. I will facilitate. Um, so I will um, make sure that I um, contact the three of you for your availability and um, set up a time, whether you'd like to meet in person or via Zoom, um, but I will be your facilitator for that. So you'll get contact from me. Thanks. Are we on to the next item then? Yes. Oh, the next item is... The next item is my thing. Um, so before I uh, talk about some of my points, I'll, um, I just want to read a thing from the strategic plan that I took a screenshot of, where it talks about a strategy of increasing educational classes, public events, and celebrations that emphasize preservation of the environment. Um, with my uh, proposal to have an Aaron Brockovich day, that's exactly what the proposal was for. Somebody uh, had brought up that they thought that I was doing that declaration so that I could meet Aaron Brockovich, which is completely wrong, but insightful as to the way some of you guys think about me. Um, for the record, I've met famous people I don't wanna meet anymore. It's always disappointing. It's always disheartening. They're all narcissists. I don't wanna meet her. I wanted to uh, capitalize on her reputation of her being from Lawrence because she hits like every demographic. She's widely known. It would have been like just a really easy win for activism. And I got to tell you, as a climate activist, there's no easy wins. Um, and we, we talk a lot about how everybody feels like they're being treated and, and respect. But if anybody else had come up with that proposal, it probably would have passed. There are people who block things that I suggest because either they don't understand the kind of activism I do with outreach and messaging and movement building, or they just don't like me. And so they block things. So um, this climate declaration is the same thing. It's messaging, it's movement building, it's outreach. It's an, it's a, it's an activist thing. Um, I have brought it up before and uh, everybody has been quite hostile about it. So instead of me reading out the thing that I had prepared, why don't we go ahead and go around the table and everybody can tell me why you don't want to vote for it. And I'll try and address your concerns. Maddie? Uh, Maddie Bell, sad board member. I just wanted to clarify my, my understanding of our last meeting about Aaron Brockovich Day was that um, folks were on board for it. It was just the wording of the declaration that was uh, needed to be edited. 
regarding the uh, climate emergency, I um, I think generally I would be in favor of it, but given how we just saw the city um, d propose to uh, both defund the Humane Society and take away funding from the Prairie Park Nature Center, I feel like uh, that, you know, and we have our letter about the multimodal transport hub with five different policies, um, or maybe it's four, but I'm pretty sure it's five policies about like why they should have already done this. I feel like we could be more effective by doing something like inviting um, Craig Owens, the city manager to one of our meetings and kind of like asking him, hey, you know, why is, why is city staff not integrating these things into all of their planning? Um, because I think, uh, I think a climate emergency declaration would, it could it could it could have a negative effect if they declare it and then still nothing is done. I've been pretty frustrated with how the five principles of sustainability, which Kira, as you point out, are the five principles of the Green New Deal, which were then renamed and ignored, have been ignored. And so I think um, we could. I think it would be more effective if we push the city to work on you know incorporate the policies that they've already voted on, um, and like. You know, I think I just I just think that would be more effective because I think that declaring climate emergency and then still no action would be uh, more harm more harm than good. Yeah, these are all really good points. Um, one of the reasons I want to do a declaration and that I've been trying to get one passed for years now is to get the city all on the same page as opposed to just an empty mission statement that goes out as a memo and it's ignored. Um, and I think it behooves us at this point of climate collapse to call things what they are. And a declaration I feel like would get everybody from the city on the same page. Um, like they're talking, uh, um, for me, for me specifically, it's it it's something that I was working on even before the the Green New Deal for Lawrence, because the city is is not budgeting and prioritizing the climate action plan. If if they were, they would have a huge amount of staff. The budget would go to that staff before anything else it would affect and inform every decision that every department head and employee made. Um, the other reason I wanna do it is messaging for people who don't know that we're in emergency. I work with a lot of people where they have very unhealthy or no uh, informational streams where they, the only stuff they hear about newswise is from the Fox channel in a crappy break room there are lots and lots of people who truly don't understand what's going on. They think global warming means they're just gonna get a little bit hot sometimes. They don't understand that they are in active danger. And I think what we've seen from the city with the way they are trying to cut things and what they're specifically going after to cut, they're not going to prioritize vulnerable and disenfranchised people, no matter how many mission statements they have saying so. There are a lot of vulnerable people who are in danger and who don't know they're in danger. And one of the reasons I wanna do the declaration is 
it would be a great way to just get out a lot of climate and environmental information to a lot of people in one fell swoop. The city pays a lot of money to different like NGOs to get the opinions and the insights of really broke and disenfranchised people. So presumably they care about that, but the, the political reality is, is that when, when times are hard and when the budget's on the chopping block, the most disenfranchised people get ignored time and time again. Um, one last thing I want to bring up is that it's not just messaging to the city that would guide all of their actions and messaging to vulnerable and disenfranchised people, but it would be good for Lawrence as a whole. Cities that are have declared crises that have really, really aggressive climate action plan, they're doing better financially. There are people right now who are actively searching for zip codes and towns and states with aggressive, strong, active climate action plans. It would not hurt Lawrence's reputation. It would actually help it. And uh, I know Lawrence really prides itself on its progressive reputation, but lately it just seems like we just are more about the, the lip service, that we like the idea of our activist heritage. But, you know, when you have an actual activist like me, you don't win a lot of fans. People don't adore you, but they sure are willing to, you know, to take your work and, and to get known for it and to, to get ahead that way. I really think we need to acknowledge our activist history by acknowledging this moment in time. We're in a really dangerous moment. And um, there's a really amazing emergency and disaster scientist named Samantha Montano. And she says, the first thing that you do in an emergency is you call it an emergency. We're in an emergency. I think we should call it an emergency. And I think we need to be mindful that we would get across a lot of cheap and easy messaging to people who really need to hear this and it would help them protect themselves. This is a town where we're telling people they have to be responsible for their own sidewalks when people can't even afford to eat more than a few meals a day or, or go to the dentist. These people are not gonna be taken care of by the plan. We all know that this is political reality. This is another problem I feel like with environmentalism where people don't want to acknowledge political reality because it's just, it's messy and it's gross and it's hard and it's thankless. But these people are not being taken care of. I don't see by any kind of budgeting or prioritizing that they will be taken care of. So an announcement, a, a, a climate catastrophe declaration would get messaging across to people who are hard to reach, they're hard to message, and maybe they can start somehow doing their own emergency prep, their own adaptation and mitigation, and maybe that would you know, bring them in into the environmental fold in other ways. Does anybody have any comments about that? This is Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. I just wanted to do a time check. Um, I 
I, I don't mean to interrupt this this conversation, so I'm sorry about that. Um, it is uh, 7.05. Um, we've got 10 more minutes um, for this, and, and I know we've got um, two agenda items yet to discuss. Um, I, I also, I need to, to state this because it happened at the last meeting in June on June 8th, is that there was no time for public comment. And uh, via the chat, I've, I've been getting some questions as to whether there's going to be space for uh, public comment. Um, but it, this is just a time check and giving you the information of, of, of what you may want to do with the remaining minutes. Um, I, why don't I suggest that we move on to uh, public comment? I hope you guys will listen to what I said and why I said it um, in good faith, whether or not you like me. You know, I'm not crazy about some of you, but I am absolutely willing to work with you and support you and fight for any any policies or projects that you recommended and you suggest. So I would ask that, that you, you guys do that with this too. Um, again, I'm not coming as someone, I'm not educated, I'm not a professional, I don't make a living at this. I'm an activist, I'm in the trenches. And I gotta tell you, it's pretty grim to be a climate activist right now. So when there are ways of doing a lot of outreach and messaging and movement building that are easy wins, like the Aaron Brockovich day or the climate declaration, I am gonna jump on those because, you know, like I said, it's, it's most of this is, is not easy, but, but this is kind of a, an easy win and an easy messaging. So I hope you guys will think about that. And then maybe we can talk about this. Maybe we can move this to the next meeting or the meeting after that. Okay, so you're tabling uh, C. Let's, why, don't, why don't we table all of my stuff? And TC to C. Yeah, and move on to public comment. Do you guys feel okay about moving on to public comment? Yeah. Uh, this is Kay Johnson, Sustainability Advisory Board member. I do not feel uh, comfortable with tabling um, the last item, it is a new business, and um, I think we could put old business for the discussion of whatever you wrote up, Kira, but I, I'd i rather the lawn, whatever is in the agenda on that, go to new business. Uh, Kay, we don't have time. That that's, that's a big subject. We don't have time for that, so I vote that we move on. No, I'm saying for the next meeting. You're saying move on to the move it to the both of these to the next meeting. Yes. Okay. Do but we? Need in, to but not in new, not in old business. Okay. So do we have to vote for that? You can make a motion and can someone make a motion? For, okay. Can you make a motion? I make a motion that the the two items. Declaration of climate emergency and removal of city lawns go to new business for the next meeting. Uh, Manny Bell said, board member, for this meeting, we discussed old business first and then news business. Um, I, I guess I thought that would be like further um, meetings from now. If we move these items to new business for the next meeting, wouldn't that mean they're at the end of the meeting as well if we're continuing that pattern? But yes, that's exactly what I'm suggesting. Okay. Unless we put these into a discussion at our retreat. A second case motion. This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. 
All right. So you guys just want to talk about the lawn thing and the climate declaration at the retreat? No, that was not Kay's motion. I, I said originally I would prefer that those two items go into new business, which would be at the end of our next meeting, unless we put them in the retreat. Right. That's what I'm asking. What do you guys want to do? This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. I, I'd say let's talk about them at a retreat or a, some sort of gathering of our group. Maddie Bell, SAB board member. I would also be interested in talking about the, both of these at um, the retreat. That's okay. fine with me. All right, let's have a vote, okay? Yes. What, what, what are we voting on? It would be these two items go to the retreat. All right, so Kay voted, Ben? Yes. Stephen? Yes. Deborah? Yes. Nancy? Yes. Stanley? Yes. Maddie? Yes. All right, the motion passes. So do I just open it up for public comment now? Uh, and they're limited to three minutes, but you might want to mention the short minute. Say it again. Limited to three minutes but you might want to tell them to shorten it up. Okay. Further. All right, who, who was it in the public who wants to talk? Whoever it is, you got to talk real, real fast. Yes, hello, this is Joseph. And hey, Joseph. I, hey, Joseph, I, talk fast. I have a, a stopwatch on my speaking. I believe I have three minutes, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard you ramble a lot and I came in at the beginning of this meeting, I didn't hear it called to order and I heard 10 minutes of like, <laughs> I don't know what, but it's being recorded. You ought to go back and listen to the first 10 minutes of this meeting. If you were a member of the public, the concerned public, aware of the emergency, aware of the urgency, aware of the bureaucracy, you'd wonder why the first 10 minutes are being spent on like, well, the obvious issue is, is this board able to hear a suggestion and take some action? I'm speaking for a need for representation over the, what they call the chopping block of the Prairie Park Nature Center. And I have a, a just a personal story. Uh, some of the projections that have been made during this meeting don't feel sustainable at all. This concept that everyone's mentally ill, the, the incredible runarounds about posturing. Uh, I, I'm not hearing much action uh, or uh, action plans. So I was glad to hear Maddie and Ben address the fact that these are public concerns, that the fact that the Nature Center and the Humane Society are on what's called the chopping block of the city. So I would just call on this advisory board. This is our urgency, okay, for these institutions to be treated with such indignity and such a lack of respect for their values and their, for pri their priorities as far as a sustainable community. We really need your voices and your organization not to be working against each other in a power play of who's who's the boss and what your position is and who's going to get hired and all of that, that we need an organized effort 
to speak for the citizens. And you saw a bunch of them showed up in front of City Hall and at the meeting uh, last night, we didn't get much coverage in the press. Uh, actually, it was cut off at 1030. We don't know what the city council is doing. We really need this as one of the voices to speak up for sanity. So uh, thanks for hearing my comment and uh, thanks for doing your job. I'd say get it together, you know, just as an observer. I've been to a lot of meetings. I'm an activist. I'll see you again. But it's been frustrating and actually headache, like headache making to listen to the, the talk around, the double talk of this particular meeting, I'd encourage each of you to go back and listen to the recording of it and you know, get some guidance about how to lead a meeting. There was recently a climate change uh, action organiza organization at Haskell presented by Daniel Wild. And wow. you, know, you know, there's a difference in how things are done. There's prayer, there's intention, there's focus, there's a circle, there's cleanliness to it, there's a sacred, right to what you're doing. So I encourage you to respect that, that you're, you're the representatives of the people, you know, keep that in mind, put the egos at the door. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Joseph. Our meetings are uh, the second Wednesday of every month at 530. We would love to have you show up. Um, if you want to apply for the board, that would be great too. We really need more voices and diverse voices. And um I agree. I feel like this board has wasted a lot of time with power plays and politicking and uh, and gossip, and it's unseemly. And I get that I'm not what everybody is used to, but, you know, we talk a lot about representation and everybody getting a seat at the table. So it would be really nice if people started supporting me instead of, you know, spending a lot of time in between meetings, emailing and texting each other and, and gossiping. I totally agree with Joseph. Um, we're out of time. Do we need to do a motion to close the meeting? Yes. Okay. We need a motion to close the meeting. We're out of time. We got to get out of here. Nancy. You're, you're muted, Nancy. Michael Almond has been wanting to talk the whole time. We're Michael. I'm so sorry. We're, we've got to leave. We're out of, do we have time for Michael to talk? Uh, if he's got a minute or two, can you, Michael, can you talk super fast? Sure. I, uh, I totally agree with Joseph Unger. I don't find it appropriate for interpersonal discord to uh, create a toxic environment in a public meeting. Uh, that's something that somebody, maybe the sustainability director, but somebody should have called point of order and stopped it and said, this needs to be mediated outside of the meeting or something like that. It put a pall over this entire meeting. I took my headphones off. I couldn't listen. So let's, let's focus, not get into uh, drag down, drag out battles in a public meeting, please. Yeah, I, thanks, Michael. Uh, I, I agree, like I said, I, spend hours. How can you day. agree you were participating in it? Well, that's true, but I was also defending myself. Um, there have been people who have My been... point is that defense and whatever, aside from whether either of you is justifiable in your position, which could be, you know, I can't say one way or the other, but the point is it's not the proper place or time. Okay, we're, we're out of time, Michael. Um, 
I appreciate your comments. Um, I, I don't know what to say to you guys. I just, I don't know what to say. Some of you guys have been rude and hostile to me from the beginning. And then you're surprised when I push back, but. Kira, I move we adjourn. I move we adjourn. Yeah, of course you do. All right. Um, can somebody second that? Second. All right. Meetings. Do we need to vote on the adjournment? Yes. Just all in favor. All in favor. Aye. 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 Appreciate your support, everybody. Have a good night.